In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 275th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, last week I stuck, I stayed stuck on 273 when it was actually 274. We're back on track today with 275. We're going to title this episode, Smith. Ready for his Atlanta debut. We're talking about head coach Arthur Smith. He'll be making his debut as the Atlanta Falcons head coach on Friday night against his former team, the Tennessee Titans, in an exhibition game at 7 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, We're going to talk about that game that's coming up. We're going to discuss the Dante Fowler and... Caleb McGarry situations, the offensive line. Going to review the depth chart that came out today. So, spend a lot of time on that. And then, you know, we'll address whether Julio Jones is going to play. Uh, well, I'll just give that away right now. I, number five, Julio, probably not going to play. He wasn't at practice today, according to the Tennessean. So, um, he, uh, he fell awkwardly a week back. I haven't been able to track whether he's been back at, at, or not. Um, I was up in Canton for the Hall of Fame game and the ceremonies as Calvin Johnson went in with the class of 2020 from Sandy Creek High. He said from College Park to Tyrone, from Atlanta to Detroit. Now he's in Canton with his bust in the Hall of Fame. But let's get on to the Falcons here. What are we going to see on Friday night against the Titans? Let's say, hey, if you like vanilla ice cream, you don't like um, Neapolitan or, you know, know, mint chocolate chip, pistachio, you're going to get some vanilla. You're going to get some vanilla on um, Friday night at 7 o'clock. Dallas played their starters two series in – in the uh, Hall of Fame game, I didn't track the Steelers as close, but they didn't, you know, Ben didn't play, Doc didn't play, the key people didn't play. So, you know, go ahead and look at the back of that depth chart and see uh, who you want to see uh, at the game. Uh, there are a couple issues the Falcons are having, and we'll see them settle them here. They um, will take a similar re- approach, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I go back with Mike McCarthy to the Green Bay days, and um, you know, we we'll you know see how Coach Dan does it. But Coach Mike just wanted a couple series because he was going right to L.A. to play the Rams on Saturday in a joint practice. Falcons have the same situation; they're gonna play a game. A lot of reserves are gonna play. Then they're going to Miami to practice against the Dolphins. That's going to be like, that's when we're going to really see some football, I think. Some blocking and tackling from some people that they want to try to depend on. 
And then coming out of that one, they'll back up again, uh, go to that second game uh, in Miami, and then, uh, you know, maybe see what they got against the Browns in the last game on um, August the 29th, you know, as much as they can. And then you got two weeks before the opener. So, you know, it's going to – it's. Training camp started. It's a little low right now. A lot of practicing. Uh, you know, tagging people out. They're going to get some hitting here. Uh, at least the reserves will Friday night. And then uh, in Miami, they're going to get some live one-on-ones against a good team that went 10-6 last year. So they got a pretty good defensive front. Be a good test for the linemen down there. That's the big, big test area for the Falcons. And uh, we'll get to see Tua, too, and see how much he has developed. And then after that, you know, going to get ready for that third game, dress rehearsal. They'll probably treat that game as the dress rehearsal because they got two weeks off. So we'll see the starters maybe go uh, to half. Uh, if he doesn't do it, that'll be a departure from, you know, how things are done uh, around the league. I don't think people are going to do it that second game. They're going to go to the third game. That just only makes sense. So, um, yeah, we're getting down to where, you know, uh, some jobs are going to be won or lost. And some guys are that have been here may not be here anymore. We've seen a lot of them go on to other places already. But uh, that's getting ready to get live in training camp. And Coach Smith's getting ready to make his Atlanta debut on Friday night. So number two, Fowler McGarry. Fowler just came back off of the reserve COVID list. Um Second stint, we're trying to see if he's available. I um, We don't know if he's a guy that doesn't want to take the vaccine like Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, he's got had it twice, which makes absolutely no sense, but uh, we'll see. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got a couple notes in the cover nine at nine from uh, Coach Smith discussing, you know, easing him back in, easing McGarry back in. Uh, you know, they got to get a pass rush. They're going to count on four or five guys, and they're hoping he's one of them. So, but he's the only one that has had double-digit sacks. I got you know, he's the only one. So, if he's not part of the four or five, then that's a, that's a major, major, that's breaking news right there. So, we'll see how uh, things develop for Dante. If he's a part of the new program moving forward, if he's gotten in line and is cool with the coaches, we knew he went back with Coach Quinn to Florida. And so, you know, he was trying to do what he could for them. But they're going to ease him back in. And Coach Dan said, um, excuse me, Coach Arthur said he's got fresh legs. Okay, McGarry was on the physically unable to perform list. According to the league office, he had to pass a physical. Uh, we don't have an injury on him um, other than, you know, so everything goes back to the heart situation. So hopefully, we, you know, I don't know why they're being so secret. They're acting like they're in college and it's some HIPAA rule or something. In the NFL, you disclose the injuries because of the uh, uh, gambling situations and to, you know, that's part of their league policy. So we'll get to that uh, at some point. We, you know, we tried to talk to his agents, but you know, we don't have a, uh, you know, very good relationship with them. For you know, you can Google all about all that, but um, 
He's back. He passed a physical. We don't know from what. I didn't see any physical ailments or outward physical signs of any ailments. So, and I don't want to speculate about the heart and the heart ablation situation. So, we'll just leave that door open with McGarry. Now, interestingly enough, for Fowler and Gary McGarry, two starters, they are not at the number one spot on the depth chart, which, you know, hey, they've had many can't. Why put them up there? So, Stephen Means is number one outside linebacker. Steady veteran. Uh, you know, you know his story. Just Google by any means necessary. AJC.com. You can just read about him. Willie Beavers. I was told about Willie Wright to keep my eye on him, but he's been out and he just came back. But Beavers is uh, the number one right tackle right now. And uh, Beavers is, you know, they couldn't start Jalen Mayfield. He just had too rough of a start in camp. So, you know, they got to get him under control and get him uh, in the situation. He's going to get some action. He'll get to play in these games. So we'll, they'll get to see, you know, and get some film on him. But for now, you can't send that rookie out there to protect Matt, uh, you know, blocking for Matt Ryan right now. So Willie Beavers is number one. McGarry's number two. Uh, don't expect McGarry to play on Friday. Don't expect Fowler to play on Friday. So that's number two. One was the game. Two was following Gary. Three here is the offensive line. You know, we've been beating that drum about the offensive line. I'm like, hey, none of this matters unless they can run block. Because, you know, they got to set up the pass protection through the play action game. So right now, heading into this first game, the line, first line looks like this. And I expect them to come out and run the ball first two series. Maybe throw one, two passes, get out of there. So we're going to see Willie Beavers at right tackle. Chris Lindstrom at right guard. Matt Hennessy is the number one center. Uh, Josh Andrews um, at left guard. And then Jake Matthews at left tackle. Andrews, is that makes sense. He's He's been on some good teams. He's been on some good lines with the Colts and the Eagles and been behind, you know, all pro-type folks, Quentin Nelson and, and so forth, and, uh, you know, the Eagles folks. So if he's at 30, he should be able to – he should be solid. You know, his grades don't look great, but he's been around the league and probably want to start him over a rookie right now. Uh, Beavers, we're going to do some more work on him on the next couple of days. We were studying Willie Wright, but um, we'll see. Beavers has been at practice, hasn't been missing any reps and been doing his thing. And, you know, Mayfield's the draft pick, third-round pick. You don't want to waste him. So I don't know if he's, we're going to call him placeholders or we're going to call him the right tackle. Is he holding that spot for, for Mayfield? Or McGarry, or he's going to take it and run with it. That's what we're, that's what we're going to see here over the next couple weeks. So, move on to the third, um, fourth item. The review of the depth chart. Uh, it revealed a couple things, you know, that they're going to be a 21 formation team at the base. Two tight ends, one running back, two wide receivers. A move from uh, the eleven. One back, uh, one tight end, and three receivers. So uh, that's a um, a move from Dirk Cutter to Arthur Smith. Lee Smith is listed as one uh, at one tight end spot as a 
the blocking tight end, and Hayden Hurst is listed as one as the receiving tight end. And that's a placeholder situation because Kyle Pitts is coming and is going to play. So, and, and we know that Arthur Smith has used four tight ends, used four tight ends last year on 200 more snaps. So, it's plenty of action for everybody uh, on the offensive side of the ball. On defense, 3-4 defensive alignment. So, Grady's going to play uh, a defensive end in this thing. And, um uh, you know, we're just waiting for that to be official. They listed them all as D linemen, but you could tell that the middle group is the is the nose tackle group. So um, let's go through the offense real quick. So Pitts is two. You know, we got McGarry at two, and the the, the blocking tight ends behind Lee Smith are Parker Hesse, Ryan Becker. The receiving tight ends are Hayden Hurst, Pitts, and John Rain. Okay, and um. You know, the line is what we said it was. You got Drew Dahlman as the backup center. I don't – they. you know, you got to bring the rookies along. You can't just start rookies uh, along the line unless, you know, it's Quentin Nelson or something. But And, and Chris Lindstrom started, but then he got hurt but came back pretty good. So um, the interesting uh, grouping here is the running backs. There, there's no fullback. Keith Smith is listed as the third running back. Behind Coderell Patterson. And then you got Quadri Allison, followed by Deontay Foreman, who was just signed this week. Former uh, former um, Doak Walker Award winner at Texas. Went for two grand one year. So he played uh, over at Tennessee with Arthur Smith. And if he passed blocks, he'll jump in front of Quadri Allison. The two rooks, you, you're really probably trying to get them through to the practice squad. Uh, Caleb Huntley and JVN Hawkins. JVN's the little fast rocket, pocket rocket guy. Caleb Huntley, uh, the bigger grinder. So no surprises really on offense, just along the offensive line and the little tight end, double tight end. So he's telling us, hey, we're 21. We're kind of old school. We're not doing that fancy three wide receiver stuff, depending on how you count Kyle Pitts. So defensively on the depth chart, we got three, four, um, nose tackle grouping is uh, Tyler Davidson, Chris Lading, John Atkins, and Olive Sagapolo. It might be Olive. I didn't uh, look at the pronunciation chart for him. But at the one end spot, they called it DL, but that's what it is in the 3 4. Uh, Grady Jarrett, Marlon Davidson, Taekwon Grand. Hey, that's it. That's pretty good depth right there, I believe. The other one's a little thinner, I think. Jonathan Bullard, he's a veteran. He's played. He's been on the field. He ain't going to get pushed around. Same thing with Davidson. John Kaminsky, Zach Dow. Outside linebackers, Jacob Tui to Mariner. And Steven Means for now. With the inside linebackers, Deion Jones and Fourier Aluakon. You got Brandon Copeland, Sharif Miller, and Audie Ogundaje backing up Mariner. Dion, you got Mike Mikel Walker and Dorian Etheridge backing up Dion Jones. Uh, Emmanuel Ellerby and Earl Thomas backing up Foyer. And then backing up Means at outside linebacker, 
Dante Fowler, Tazar Skipper, George Abina, Kobe Jones. Now, the cornerbacks were interested in me because the starters that they were trying to play last year, uh, I, they wanted Sheffield and uh, Terrell and uh, ended up being Oliver. And then Terrell finally got out there. I mean, Sheffield finally got out there and didn't do too much. Uh, and then they got, you know, rid of uh, Bleedy Ray Wilson and Darquez Denard. So in this group here, you've got Terrell at right, Fabian Moreau at left. Isaiah's backing him up at left. Oh, that's backwards. I got that backwards. That should be right cornerback. So I got to go fix that. They're on the right side. And Terrell's on the left. He's got Chris Williamson behind him. And Kendall's the third left cornerback. He's the third left cornerback. And uh, Marcus Murphy is four on the left side. And then on the right side, behind Fabian, Isaiah Oliver's two. Dildrick Adams is three. Darren Hall is four. Avery Williams is five. So, Coach Smith is doing the old rookies got to come up from the bottom thing. We know that, you know, Mayfield and Dahlman, they're going to they want to play them. Richie Grant's going to play. Kyle Pitts is going to play. Uh, Darren Hall has got a shot to get to the nickel spot, you know, maybe outside if something happens. Uh, and then Avery Williams got a returner. You know, he's got um, possibility to win a return job, punt return job. The special teams are, you know, you set except for at punter. You got Young Way Koo kicking off. Cameron Nislik is the number one punter, followed by Don Maggio. And, you know, Sterling Hoffrichter's on injured reserve. Long snappers, Josh Harris, the backup long snapper, was interesting. You got Jake Matthews as your backup long snapper. Nislik is a holder. Maggio's the second holder. Chris Rowland's the number one punt returner. Avery Williams is number two. And kickoff return, you got Corderell Patterson. And then Chris Rowland as your number two kickoff returner. So, um, you know, the secondary is going to be interesting. Because I think Grant could play some nickel. Oliver could play some nickel. They didn't list their nickel back situation. Even though... They're going to be in nickel almost 60% of the time. So, 3-4 base will flip into a 3-3-5 three, three, uh, or 3-2-6. You know, we'll keep track of it. Um, just another note from some of the long-time observers. We've seen a lot of, a lot of alignments. So, uh, they got to figure out which ones work. So, they're trying everything, including the wide tackle nine. So be on the lookout for that. I don't know if they liked it or not, but they definitely are trying everything. And uh, Coach Dean Pease has done that. So, you know, we're going to get moving here. Wrap it up. Number five, I already gave it to you. Not expecting Julio to play. I'll call my folks over in Tennessee, check in with PR here. Uh, but he wasn't at practice today. Uh, but we need to know his status. A.J. Brown's back. He was catching bombs from Tannehill today. Uh, AJ had off-season surgery on both knees, so um, you know he's part of their formula over there. And uh, Brian Hill is number running number two at running back, so we'll see some of him uh, when they come and uh, when they come on over here uh, on Friday night. 
Uh, got to see the Cowboys up in Dallas. Didn't get. Uh, well, I saw Coach Quinn going in the press box. We chatted briefly, and then I was going to hook up with him after the game. But I was on the wrong side of the locker room. I was at the podium, and they had a, a two-way go to the bus, and I missed them. But um did talk to Mike McCarthy about how the defense is coming together. Keon O'Neal, DeMonte Casey. And uh, did talk to Micah Parsons, who had a good game in his debut after not playing in uh, 19. And then just watched Hard Knocks here. Uh, and, uh, you know, Coach Dan made sure he called Parsons to tell him he was out of the game. And uh, to point out one of his mistakes and one of his um, good plays there uh, in the Hard Knocks. I still, I'm a junkie, so I'm going to watch it. I don't care if y'all... Still don't like it anymore, but I, I'm going to watch it. It's already recorded. I'll probably watch it again over the weekend and be ready again next Tuesday night at 10 for, for Hard Knocks. So that's it for, for today for the 275th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Want to give a shout out to our intern, McCain Blacksley, who covered for me while I was in Canton on a longer than normal Canton run because of just the way they moved the game to Thursday and then they got uh, had to do the two classes because of the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, thanks for McClain taking over and holding it down. Him and Steve Hummer uh, did a great job and we'll be... Uh, You'll be able to find Mr. Baxley over in Athens. He's going to be doing some recruiting uh, writing for the uh, Athens uh, Banner Herald and the Athens Online uh, group. So he's uh, from Georgia Southern, and uh, that's a good way to start out his career. We uh, used to start out covering high school, so that's a bump up starting out covering colleges. But that's still kind of like covering high school since you're going to be doing the recruiting part of that. Uh, so good luck to him and thanks he did a great job and we'll be back out on the field Wednesday and at the game on Friday for your Atlanta Falcons coverage hey you want to follow us on Twitter at dorlandoajc.com we appreciate it we're getting close to 40,000 followers over there and we're going to be posting on our news page on Atlanta Falcons News Now on Facebook so with that, we're going to ask you to take care, and we're going to say have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.